In this episode, prepare for the most divisive episode ever! Episode 3. Guys, we are talking about House 2 here on the New World Podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm here as always with Mark. Hello. And Erica. I hated this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't We're wait. talking about, and, you know, kudos to us. We are, if there is a franchise, uh, there's two franchises, I think, that New, uh, no, there's several franchises that New World owns, but in the new era, this is the post-Corman era, there are a couple franchises uh, in New World Pictures, and one of them is the House franchise. So in our podcast, the New World Podcast, which you are listening to now, thank you for joining us. We are going to skip House 1 for later, <laughs> and we are jumping to House 2. Like, we'll get to the first one. Let's just go to number two. The fun one. Maybe we'll do this for Hellraiser as well. Who knows? Spoiler, that was the other franchise. <laughs> now, uh, full disclosure, I saw this movie a whole lot as a kid. Because growing up, you go to the video store. This dates me. So those millennials <laughs> listening to this podcast that are like, I know what New World is. Thank you for being that forward with knowing what New World Pictures is. But also, um, you used to have to go to the video store to watch movies. You couldn't just scream. Uh, uh, scream. You could scream at them on your phone and stream them. Uh, you you would have to actually go and physically say I want to I want to watch this and um, you got maybe uh, one of us in this room will 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 know why this is but House Two was available a lot of the time so I rented it a lot of the time and I really enjoyed this movie Arrow Video has put out a brand new release of this a new scan uh, it's uh, so I got that watched it again and uh, I've watched it a few times since the, since getting it and. Uh, Really like it, guys. I really like it. It's it's so much fun. It, this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm just in the corner, just nodding, shaking my head no. Not nodding. Doing the opposite of nodding. Shaking my head no. This movie is not the fun romp re-rent that Ryan and Mark will have you believe. I don't know. I beg to disagree. This movie has <laughs> puppets. I mean... Mm-hmm. Like real obvious puppets, which yeah. we'll get to. Obvious puppetry, obvious puppets. very obvious puppetry. Uh, it's got uh, uh, Bill Maher who's walking through this one. Yeah, and he is He's snoozing through this performance. <laughs> he 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 does this one bit though, so good when he gets introduced uh, to Charlie. He does this like little handshake where he just puts his hand like a demure down hand. Like I really don't give a fuck about you and I'm only doing this to pass time like kind of handshake and I was like Bill Maher there's yeah. Bill Maher everybody sleeping Bill Maher right through there. this the, uh, it has stop motion animation oh uh, yeah old yeah. school Ray Harryhausen style uh, stop motion animation yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, has a very limited budget. It was only made for $2 million, yeah. which oh, even wow. in the mid-'80s wow. was not I'm a I'm shocked to hear that it was made with $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> How was it not made on two dollars? Is my question. Because they had to pay Bill Maher and uh, uh, the the dude from Cheers. Uh, that's right. Uh, each house movie has a member. Uh, just about at least the first two has, has a mem- has a cast member from Cheers in them, which seemed to like, as if it was research. We're not in my research oh, corner yet. Retracted. But I will say this, and you'll learn this if you watch the Arrow Disc. But this movie was made because House was the most popular movie that the new iteration of New World post-Corman had ever released up until right before they made House 2 Soul Man was the most which we will get to the most successful movie and it is because of Soul Man and because of the producer Sean S. Cunningham who also um, produced Friday the 13th and brought along, by the way, Harry Manfredini, who does the score for the Friday the 13th movies and House 2. Uh, he decided to bring over Ari Gross as the lead uh, star because he was in Soul Man and they liked him I, very much. In the extras on the uh, on the, the Blu-ray, he says that he was basically, he got the, the role in Soul Man and they said... Oh, you must also be in house. You also have to be in house too. <laughs> was, and he was like, "Okay." Wasn't clear if that was contractual or if it was just. I don't know. Hey, this the is, director this also is... says that he came in and killed it in the audition. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it all. But... I would argue they couldn't get Judge Reinhold, so they got Ari Gross. They got a watered down C minus Judge Reinhold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's now, I mean, and our several attempts to get through this movie so that Erica could watch it without falling asleep. She would often, as soon as she would see Ari Gross, would be like, Ugh, fucking B-level Judge Reinhold, here we go. Yeah, I've downgraded him to C. Wow. He went from B to C. Yeah. Once she I watched the entire film. very happy with having Ari Gross there. Why? Just him in particular? It's nothing. Just... Look, it's not him personally. Look, Ari Gross, if you're out there listening, it's not you personally. I just hated this movie so much. It's so bad. It's so bad. The puppets. There's an old man. It's the and worst. The best. He's, he's awesome. He's in it. awesome. He's so good. He's in amazing. It. Yes, we have. Uh, let me let me get his name because I'm forgetting it for a second. Royal Dano. How could you forget? Yeah. How could you forget yeah. that name? It's a terrific name. A plus name. And he was a guy who'd been a lot of westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in. I think was it Gunsmoke? I think Bonanza. Uh, Bonanza. Bonanza. So he was, uh, he'd been around for a long time. He'd been in a lot, of, he's been in actually a lot of classic movies. I think mm-hmm. it's the only New World movie he did. Mm-hmm. He was under a lot of makeup, but apparently was uh, uh, just a classy he dude. He just had bypass surgery when. Quadruple bypass surgery before making this movie, so he was not insurable. Yes. Um, they know so much about this movie. It's just... It's in the extras. Who's they? It's in the extras. I will say this about House 2. The Arrow disc is great. It looks good. It has mm-hmm. a brand new hour-long featurette where they all get to the cast together and talk about this movie. And I'm like, this is one of the most niche <laughs> offerings that even a company like Arrow, which offers niche offerings, this is one of the, the niche of the nichest. Uh, because, or the nichest of the niche. Uh, because so, so there's think- not a lot of I don't know how many people uh, loved House 2 however two two people loved it <laughs> so you think when, when Arrow called uh, uh, basically anyone from the cast and was like hey uh, we're going to do a featurette on House 2 they were like excuse me what 
Yeah, they accidentally called Judge Reinhold, and he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't make that movie. That wasn't me. And they were like, are you sure? And he was like, absolutely not. I am available for vice versa or whatever. (laughs) You should call my stand-in Ari Gross. Yes. (laughs) Look, there's no doubt that there's problems in this movie. Look, we start the movie with a flashback to Ari Gross as a baby being handed off by his parents to... A random couple that we never know who. I would yep. like to jump in and say that whole flashback, completely unnecessary. They could open with Ari Gross walking in going, oh man, this is the house my parents lived in before they put me up for adoption. Like, all it's it does so is it sets, up our, it sets up the bad guy. All it, it also, sets up is that he had colic and that there's a bad guy. It also Because he cries nonstop. It also Baby introduces that the dude from Field of Dreams was in another movie. <laughs> The guy who plays Shoeless Joe, does he not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's so pumped, you know that. <laughs> I was like, oh, he did another thing. Cool. <laughs> got, his, got his filmography down. Really. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. Seeing all his works. <laughs> no, I, I, it starts I, I, out, it sets up the bad guy of the movie, and that's what the real purpose of the flashback is. Let me jump in. Who you don't see? Until like Way 85 later. minutes Way later. later. But it would be disconcerting to have him to the suddenly point where I had up. forgotten about him. And right. then when he rises from the table, spoiler, I'm like, oh, right. We, this we did guy, know that guy. We did this know that guy. Angry cowboy wants the McDonald's skull. <laughs> Shucks, I forgot about him. <laughs> the Mc- uh, uh, hold on. Let's back up here. The crystal skull. It looks See, like a McDonald's Happy no. Meal toy. It is. It is no better looking than the crystal skull in in, in the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I was going to say okay. George Lucas. Do you think he's a fan of House Two? I, I think so. I think so. Because Let's when hope. they when they are sneaking in during the sacrifice scene, mm-hmm. straight straight out of Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really, this movie. Okay, so first of all, this movie was written in two weeks. Which yes. is amazing. Which is generous of you to say. <laughs> no, the, the director, no, and who also wrote the movie, and co-wrote House 1, he admits it, that he was, like, he was given, like, basically, House did so well that they were like, we have the rights to, to make to this movie, let's make another one. Let's make one that's shitty. And he Hurry. said... <laughs> Hurry, House 1 was so successful, let's ruin the franchise with House 2! They were like, well, let's make another one, you have two weeks, can you write a script? And the director was like, sure, but I want to direct it. So, and this should be a one-on-one on why that's a bad idea. I, I, I would say this is a one-on-one on how to write an incredible script in two weeks. Wow. Here's the thing. This movie, if you and a significant other are looking for a movie to watch, maybe it's an early, you just started dating, and that significant other is, is saying, I like Indiana Jones movies. House 2. I like puppetry. House, House 2. two. I'm really into dinosaurs. House, House two. 2. It has everything. I understand that you're saying it ticks a lot of boxes, but wow. So let's see. For those who haven't, let's let's talk about the movie. It has that flashback scene. We see Ari Gross then come back, what, 25 years later. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he comes back, and he's like, this is my home. I don't know how he's inherited it. I don't know. Also, this is your home? You were given away as a baby. This was your parents' home, Well, they gave him away because they wanted to protect him, obviously. But I'm just saying there's a lot of holes of, like, why do you have it now? What has been happening? Yeah, they don't. Why is the electricity suddenly being? It does. But you know what? It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter because we jump right into the story. We don't bother with a bunch of details. Exactly. We but get I would right argue that it. it does matter. Like, who is this angry cowboy? Who is this? Uh, well, what is his tie to this and the, house? And the I mean, sections you slept through, you would have gotten your explanation. I doubt so, it. So <laughs> this was the partner of the great-great-grandfather when they found that skull. And he wants it back, and that's why he's been shooting anybody or killing anybody in that house, because he wants to get the skull back. That's so why. I he didn't know where like... the skull was. That's why they dig up the great-great-grandfather to see if he has the skull. Which, I'll admit, but that was one of the moments that I I sort of raised an eyebrow mm-hmm. to. If Ryan, imagine, you come over to my house, 24 hours in, I wake you up and say, dude, let's go dig up my great-great-grandfather. Would you go, yeah, let's go do that. I can see why you would posit this question to somebody, but to me, as your brother, (laughs) I would say, all right. I mean, seems weird, but this would also be my great-great-grandfather, and okay, I'm curious. I don't don't know if we're going to get much out of it, but okay. To a friend who's not related to you, yeah, I can see how you might think that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to dig up your great-great-grandfather. Also, he gets to the house, and he starts doing his research. The research that's tying the knot between what happened to the great-great-grandfather, the crystal skull, Slim the bad guy, and where the skull went... Yes. ...is... I mean, there are where's Waldos that are more difficult than than tying this mystery He knows a lot about a family who gave him away and were instantly killed. Thank you. So, he knows a lot. But I'm like... Yes, "Ah." thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Solidify my point of what is the point? We, we, you know, this is when you write a script in two weeks. You're like, let's dive in. Let's get into it. Plus, I'll say that the opening scene and the scene where they get to the house establishes what I think is one of the uh, other characters in the movie, that an, an unspoken character. And that is that sort of 90s style of shoot of lighting. Where there's always a bright light coming from somewhere. The, look at every scene. There is a bright well, light in I think the it's background the interiors, from somewhere. The interiors were in the studio. So well, that bright light is coming from the from outside, above them. Uh, even outside. When, yeah. when, they're, uh, when, uh, when the Virgin and Charlie are about to be hung, behind them it is lit up like they are at a drive-in. I'm like, mm-hmm. where is that light coming from? And that was a style... Of shooting at that time. There were a lot of movies made in the 90s that had always a little bit of smoke, a little bit of bright lighting that was from an omnidirectional source. There was like source. a theatricality that they kind <laughs> right, of were like. Exactly. It was like, um, we're filming a play almost. You exactly. Know? Can we just talk about Charlie for a minute? Yes. Yes. Charlie, the best friend. Charlie shows up, sets up the hilarious bit of everyone who drives to house is going to knock over the planter when they park. It's pretty Working great. home alone. It's pretty Thank great. Thank goodness for that. Sets that up. Home alone. So so they're a big fan of house two as well. <laughs> so should we call it home alone? Home alone two, house alone two. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that comes from this movie. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, obviously you can't say the Raiders of the Lost Ark came from this movie because it came beforehand, but clearly some of the sequels directly from House 2, inspired. Okay, so back to Charlie. Charlie's here. Charlie's the friend. Charlie just happens to invite a ton of people over for Halloween to this house to have a party. Mm -hmm. I don't see the problem. Yeah, what's wrong? He, and he's supposed to be the good friend, right? Good friend of Judge. He comes in, 
brings all these people in, including Bill Maher. 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 Knowing that there's, you know, something afoot. That there's something wrong here, right? Doesn't he know that something's afoot? Hasn't Judge told him that something's wrong? He doesn't tell him right away, no. No. I think what happened is when... What the thing you said to me when we watched it is when he came up, you were like, why is this guy his friend? Yeah. But here's the thing I think you're missing. And there is part of this that is maybe the era that Mark and I grew up in because... There is one word I can think of to to describe almost every good pal in an 80s comedy, and that is incorrigible. (laughs) And Charlie is just, it's like every best friend role was just like, ugh, that guy, what are you going to do? Fully yucks. (laughs) Just, you, you know, man, if I wasn't pals with you, boy, I'd hate you, but we're buddies, so I love you. That's kind of how... So, it didn't throw me, but I can see how it threw you that it was like, this guy seems like an asshole. Yeah. Why is this this guy his friend? And I'm like, because this is like how every friend is in an 80s movie. They're just kind of a dick, and you're just like, oh, well. <laughs> okay. Incorrigible. And That's when fair. they do go upstairs, and there's a party afoot, uh... Uh, Charlie, this is post them digging up. This is post them digging up the Gregory Grandfather. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be thrown because they have dug up together. They dug up a dead body. No, at this point, I think that they had actually gone and retrieved the crystal skull from the pterodactyl nest. That's true. Can we talk about the skull? No, no, no. That was they come up and it's the party. Then, then they deal. Oh, you're right. You're right. Then, because then, then then the the guy, the the rest, the wrestler, professional wrestler looking guy, comes in who's prehistoric, and then they have to follow him. Right, right. But here's the other thing about this movie that I think Mark and I have discussed why we loved is part of the first house movie. Spoilers is that it's kind of a haunted house and there's different rooms that have different spirits and different worlds. But this one was very much not set up like a haunted house per se it has a mysterious magic crystal skull but that all these rooms open up to different Mm -hmm. universes and that idea alone i'm not saying house two is the best movie to do this idea but it's it's a great idea it's a really good idea i wish that was the idea they would have followed that they they did i mean they did (laughs) that is one world They followed oh, it oh. for one world. No, okay. they they went into the jungle, into the past, in the ancient past. Yeah, they go to, to, to the what, to, to the uh, they, there's a Western world. There's also which they end up in, and there's also the world of like the Incas or whatever that yeah, they come the through the apocalypto world. What's that? The apocalypto world. Yeah, another movie. If you're <laughs> yeah. into that movie, yes. this movie's for you. Yes, Apocalypto, also inspired by House Two. See, so many. See. Mel Gibson was like, you know what? They I have could, something there. I could make a whole movie but out of that. just of that scene. Let me also interject this while we're on it. So we have this magical house that is a link to all of these different worlds. The skull is the transport. Mm. And that's what everybody wants. These that's the thing okay. that everybody, everybody wants. Everybody wants the skull. Uh huh. Shouldn't there be a better place to keep it than on the mantle, where anybody at any point could just snatch it? It's sitting out on the mantle all the time, I, where well, anybody, a party guest, could have taken if they it. Don't, if they don't have it somewhere where everybody can steal. I don't disagree, but how would you also predict that people would be coming back from the, uh, from from 
early tribal historical. When you dug up your great great grandpa and well, he was hooting and hollering and alive, then yeah, I would argue that more stuff's coming. Well, that's where I think the great great grandfather, what they call Gramps, that's that's where he sort of didn't bother to tell them. Oh, by the way, the skull which has kept me alive for 180 years. And everyone wants this thing, mm-hmm. so it's kind of going to screw it. He never bothers to mention that to Until them. Until the Paleolithic guy takes it. And, and also, like, oh. quick question. Yes. Was Gramps played by Gary Oldman? N- uh, no. Hard to tell. We don't know for sure, do we? Uh, you know what? We don't know I for said sure. it, and I was like, no, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it? I don't know. Could have been. Like, hey, Could've I'm been. sorry. When we remake Only House 2. <laughs> Gramps will be played by Gary Gramps Oldman. Gramps will be played by Gary Oldman. And he will get an Academy Award nomination. He will be terrific. And so, Jesse will be played by Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Judge, like it was meant to be. Like it was meant to be. At that point, this and is And Charlie what, will be played 85? by Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> yep. yep. A- 85, 86. Which you would... I, We're aging I, up all the characters. Yeah. All in the 50s. Definitely. <laughs> This is not a young person's movie. <laughs> they the were House 2 of- remake. We'll be lucky if we can get $2 million to remake this movie. <laughs> well, uh, in the last episode, we were talking about getting 100000 from Roger Corman. Yeah. So. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Still, that's still open. We're still open. RC, that. still open. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wide open. Uh, but you can understand why he would be distracted and not mention uh, that people from other times might be coming for the skull. Because... He's been dead for what two hundred years, one hundred seventy-five. Not dead, laying, laying, laying the door. He's waiting, just been laying waiting. there, waiting, laying there. So, be, within, based on that fact, that should have been his number one. <gasps> I'm alive. Hey, protect the skull. That's the only reason I'm alive. That should have been his number one. That's fair. That's Great fair. to see you. But instead, protect the skull at all costs. Within hours of him being risen from the dead, he not only is exposed to. A car, which he's never seen, ever in his life. But he learns to drive a stick shift, which only proves to me, millennials who have never watched this movie, who are probably not listening, (laughs) you too can learn how to drive a stick shift within hours of being risen from the dead. An Alfa Romeo. Apparently that's the easiest car to learn how to drive in the world. This movie starts... The two cars in this movie, an Alfa Romeo and a Peugeot. It's only slightly dated in terms of its cars. Yeah, just, I mean, our our Uncle George, he loved a good Peugeot. He did. Peugeot. He did. And now you know. <laughs> so here we go. Here's Uncle what I George, think we should a huge name. fan of this podcast. <laughs> Doubtful. Here's what I think we should name. Things we loved. And things we hated. Well, that's going to be all us on one side and all you on the other. Correct. So, things we loved. Ryan? Um, first of all, again, I, ta- I loved how they go into different universes uh, in each. One thing at a time, Ryan. Different universes. <laughs> different universe. Things I hated? Not enough universes. Mark? Things you loved. I loved that they uh, that John Ratzenberger came in as the electrician, Bill. One of who, the best scenes. Who kept saying, I've seen this before. Even when they go into another dimension, when they're looking down at a virgin sacrifice from some time, they, they tried to be fairly generic with whatever that time period was, he is cleaning his glasses. Like, eh, this old thing again. 
I would agree. That was also something that I loved. I love that he had that business card, though, also that said End Adventurer. Adorable. <laughs> he also does this Adorable. thing where he takes a screwdriver and he lifts off, like, Ryan, a lampshade. Ryan, it's not your turn! <laughs> Ryan, it's not your turn! Well, we're talking about this particular thing. He takes the lampshade off and then he, like, hits the light bulb with the <laughs> screwdriver and it completely shatters and he goes, Eh, it must be foreign made. Yeah. <laughs> That's after he breaks the vase. So he, funny. He, he breaks so a vase and he just goes, Ah, uh, you shouldn't worry about that. It doesn't look like it was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. I if if there's only if there's one thing I wish this movie had more of, and I this is a slight knock because I still love this Ooh, movie. Things you Ooh. hated, things I hate. If the thing I hated, yes, was there wasn't enough John, of, yeah, of him. more John Ratzenberger. Also, when they come back and they leave John Ratzenberger, it's not your turn. Go ahead. Sorry. Go Mark, ahead. Did you have anything else? Uh, I also like that he said <laughs> when he, uh, the last time he said when, when the, uh, uh, he was going to look into to, uh, what was happening in the wall. He said, "I've seen this before, and it also it always makes my adenoids curdle." <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It's awesome, but I I believed him a hundred percent. Believed him, Ryan. Things you hated. Thing a thing I hated. Uh, the, this is a point. I wanted to preface this by saying this is a point that you made first, so I'm going to throw out as well. Ryan, I can tell you a lot of things I hated about this movie, but go ahead, <laughs> but name one. This is something that you mentioned that off air, there were no breasts and exposed breastesses Correct. in this movie. The titty count is zero. So, so this was something that you said, and I was like, okay, that's fine. As a horror film, this but is not... This is. As but it you makes it safe to. It's, it's a, PG thirteen. It's an introductory movie for your kids. This is what makes it something you can show your kids. Of course. Actually, I'm going to take it back. That's something I love. There's no titties. I love. Oh it. God, Ryan! Something you hated. <laughs> mm. Ah, Mark! Something you hated. <laughs> Oof! I, I not. Oh no. God, Erica! Something you hated. All right. I'm so glad you asked <laughs> because I've talked about a few different things that sure, I hated. Sure. But here's something that really irritated me. The injection of the friend of Judge who has the hots for him and is there at the Halloween party to, like, try Uh to rekindle it. Why? She's there just to... Just well, she's only there. Her only purpose in the movie is to mess up the fact that he's in a relationship he probably shouldn't be in, to be honest. And so it just gets her out of the way. So he eventually ends up with a different lady anyway. So... That's the only reason why she's there. But I, th- I thought the only reason why she was there was because it would force me to go, oh, yeah, she was in spring break. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All of these yep. actors are so happy yep. that Mark I'm is on so, this podcast. Shana Cunningham said that to, to, to the director. What's his name? Ethan Wiley, I believe. Yep. Um, Again, I always just yes. want to preface that Ryan is looking none of this I up. Did, I double checked right off the dome. Off the dome, guys. Ethan Wiley, that's that's taking up valuable space where my children's memories should live, but it's not. <laughs> but they don't. Um, yeah, he said to him, he's like, people should be reminded that this actress is on spring break. They did say in the director's commentary that she did this just as a favor. Like they just, she just kind of came in and and they were both very happy. That a she, favor to me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? That's what I'm saying. This is a very niche movie. And the thing about the uh, uh, about the featurette that's on there is the special effects guy mentions the fact that like people that saw this movie when they were young, this movie has stayed with them and they love it. And I was like, that's, obviously, that is incredibly accurate because I still love this movie. It, 
I know it's not an incredibly well-made movie. I know it's not the best movie, but I Ooh, just... chinks re- in the armor. I really like it. There's so many... There's enough really good things in it that I like. And also, another thing I love... I love the fact that... We are not on things we love, Ryan. We are on uh, things we hated. I don't have anything. Uh, Mark, things you hated. Uh, no, we're still on you. We haven't got to the oh, things you love. Oh, God. There is something that I love. Oh, here we oh, go. Oh, and it is along oh. the lines of the incorrigible best friend. Now that it, that has been explained to me, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Something I did love was when they're about to go back into one of the alternate universes into the jungle to look for the skull. Got it. And tracking. Charlie brings guns that he just has available in his car, mm-hmm. and one yep. of them is an Uzi. Mm-hmm. Popular gun in the 1980s. And he just yeah. very popular. has it just in case, and just that's how case. he describes it. Just Correct. in case. Right. And then he gives Judge the little tiny gun. Mm-hmm. Then later, spoiler alert, flash forward, when Judge goes to use the... Judge makes a comment like, what am I supposed to do with this? Light a cigarette? And he's like, ha ha ha, you shoot people. Then when he goes to use it, it's a lighter. Yep. I did love that. Yep. I'm yep. not going to lie. Yep. I did love that. That's I did right. love that it was a lighter. There you go. I, there I can't you go. believe there's something you like. There's something I love. Okay, now something you hated. There's so many things I hated. I think it's mostly because this movie just feels confusing to me because it feels, it starts as if it's going to be this very dark thriller about this bad guy and we don't understand why he's after this child and it seems like it's going to be very dark and very scary like Mm -hmm. to the point where his parents are dead they had to give him away who did they give him away to and then it's just like like it just takes this corny goofball turn but the thing that he doesn't have his parents is i think why he bonds so quickly with his great 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 grandfather and and I think that's what makes that relationship a little bit better. Also, again, huge shouts to Royal Dana, who is just amazing in that part. But I think that that is what makes that more to resonate resonated more with me because he doesn't know his family, and then he finally gets to really meet a family member because he's mm. really never met one. So to mm. me, that's why it resonated a little bit more. Okay. Wow. I All think right. if you're looking, <laughs> talking wow. to you, slowly going to talk you into this movie. Wow. That, that was a deep thought that I had not considered. <laughs> I think based upon what you just described, and I assume that you were expecting, and in many respects looking forward to more of a thriller mm-hmm. than what you got, mm-hmm. let me perhaps recommend House 3. <laughs> oh, let's get into it, House 3. You've seen the rest. Of the, there's Mark, more. There goes are, there. It's <laughs> going to get even weirder. Mark, is this a deviation of mark crunches the numbers mark goes there mark goes there (laughs) (laughs) mark goes there we'll work on it yeah Um, we'll get there there. so house three which in the u.s it was called the horror show it was it was released as house three in europe and other markets it was supposed to be actually house three he he low-key crunched the numbers on this (laughs) yeah oh he's sort of sort of uh the uh, crunch the titles. The, the, <laughs> the producers and United Artists, who because at this point I think New World was gone. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. They oh. wanted a new, like a new franchise, so thought that this could be it. The horror show is, uh, basically shocker, but more in a house. Uh, the it, movie Shocker, the, the, which is about not not. I don't a, know if Eric knows Shocker. Not a shocker. Not not, 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 not the, the sexual n- move. <laughs> 
Eric is holding up well a hand signal that might be familiar to, it, what, to those that know what we're talking about. I think parts about. of House Three feel like that. Um, mm, it, wait, feel like this or you feel like, like the hand signal? Yes, yeah. There's uh, part of. So you're saying part of House 3 feels like a shocker. Yes. So, uh, and the plot is pretty simple. Uh, you have this uh, this serial killer named Max Janky who uh, gets electrocuted. It's it's capital punishment. He goes into the, the electric chair. Uh, and he's been practicing at home uh, with his you're own... You're thinking shocker, not House 3. Yeah, I'm thinking shocker. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. no. This isn't the West oh, Craven I, movie. No, no, no. I have not seen House 3. <laughs> so House 3... Huey's 3 or Horror You have three, not seen House yeah. 1. Or let's, be, let's be clear about that. La Home. Casa. What is it called over? La Casa. La Casa. Okay. She's been living in L.A. for 10 years. She came up with La Home. <laughs> <laughs> to defend my wife for a second, she did grow up in Indiana, where learning Spanish was not at a premium. <laughs> oh. I didn't know when I'd ever use it again, so I didn't bother. Uh, uh, um, all right, I so. need to find La Home. <laughs> oh boy, we've never been whiter. Uh, incidentally, we're white. <laughs> <laughs> um, he ends up transferring his body to the home of the cop who finally caught him and had him arrested and ultimately ultimately led to his death, who's played by Lance Hendrickson, who is wow. giving his all. Wow. I have Shit, job, now Lance. I can't wait to watch House 3. This already sounds a thousand times better, at least three times better than House 2. Well, it was, it lacks all, it, they, they do some comedic bits, but it was, it's really a more intense, dark movie. And I think that's also why they kind of push into being like, eh, maybe it should be its own thing. The trailer, the tagline, though, I watched the trailer for it. The tagline, though, is if you thought, uh, <laughs> hold on, I, it, uh, I wrote this wrong. Pulled up. <laughs> Uh, if you Come thought on, Dome, where is it? What's the tagline? I've not for? seen this. I don't know. Uh, if you thought Freddy was, uh, I, I'm scared. I don't know. I didn't. You're nailing right this. Word. You're killing it. And, J- and Jason was a scream. Wait till you meet Max. He's a cut above the rest. Oh, yeah. I kind of yeah. want to watch this. Is God, that crazy? Should we watch it tonight? When you watch it, I ask you to do one thing. Help me stay awake. Un- <laughs> Good luck. I, you know who will me. She will like fall asleep and be like, "That wasn't bad." And I'm like, "You fell asleep for ninety percent of it." No, but that was a real burn on myself. I, 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 <laughs> I ask you to do one thing, and that is, uh, can you guys help explain to me uh, Lance Hendrickson's hair? Ooh, I can't wait. It's not a comb over. And yet, it's he's and not got a full head there, of hair. Those of you out there who have seen House Three or will watch it based Don't on this, spoil it for us. Explain to us how that is the case at our social media, which is pending, and <laughs> we will we, be. Uh, uh, we have an Instagram account. We have an Instagram yeah. account. Yeah. Insert Instagram account name yeah. at here. New Underscore World Underscore Podcast. No, it's at New World Podcast. It's, it, oh. I took away the underscore. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So, at New World Podcast, let us know. Let us yeah. know uh, what you what's going on with Lance Henriksen's hair. So, House Four. 
the God. last in the series. He low-key ran the numbers. He low a couple so of different so houses. So low-key. William Cat is back. Oh, what? Is back as Roger Cobb. What? Back. From yeah. number one? Yeah. We're that... bring, it's all coming together. Uh, he's got a completely different wife, Kelly. He has a daughter now instead of a son. Uh, and the house is different. But outside of that, that it's the same character. It's the same thing. Same Total thing. continuity. Oh, he also dies 10 minutes into the movie. Whoa! So, uh, this one turns into a mystery. How did they die? They're trying. They're going to sell the house to 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 Roger, which is William Katz's character. His his brother. His brother's working for a mob, and the only like there's a bit. <laughs> there's literally a bit in this where his boss is a short person who is a little person. You mean a, a little person, or just somebody who happens to be short? <laughs> Maybe a little person was is what I meant. Okay, who has a chronic phlegm problem. To the point that he has to have it suctioned out of his throat, and at one point forces Burke to swallow his phlegm. Oh, that's that's the kind of comedic hits. Oh, so is it more of a comedy? No, I mean, is that funny to you? No, you, no. Okay, <laughs> is this is the, the movie? This right? funny <laughs> to you? <laughs> I was about to say, is this the ear, nose, nose and throat like movie? Is it? Yeah. Is this no. the plot? Is there like a different universes in the house and all that stuff? No. Still or no? No. So there is a a wellspring in the basement that was uh, Native American spirits uh, like lived in this wellspring. So they're it, pulling straight from Poltergeist at this yeah, point. There's. <laughs> Yes. I'm already uh, pissed off about House 1. Yeah. I already... I'm with you on House 4. Yeah. House wait, 4 is... Wait, is that House 4 or House 1? That's House 4. That's House 4. House 1 is a haunted house, essentially. Okay. I'm, but, so I'm but, in on House 3, for sure. I'm a maybe on House 1. Based on your review of House 4, I'm out completely. Yeah. I hate it already. Who produced So let's get one? into um, my research corner. Oh. Oh. Ryan's oh. research. I can't remember if that's the tune <laughs> I, or I don't know. I don't know. So... Um, I looked at Ethan Wiley and I said, what else has he done? Well, he directed a little film that came out in the late 90s called Children of the Corn 5 yes. Fields of Terror. <laughs> now, as you remember, as those dutiful listeners will recall, when we, when we, our first episode, Children of the Corn... I was only able to make it through two, three, and four. So I watched Children <laughs> of the Corn 5. Yes. Yes. Because one thing I will say about Ryan's research, folks, is Ryan commits. I commit. To the research. Now, I will say this. This is definitely a movie that he even mentions, uh, that is to say, uh, Ethan Wiley com- mentions in the commentary to House 2. He, he, this was put out by Miramax or Dimension at the time, was riding a high off the Scream movies. Yeah. So he pitched a movie where he thought it'd be more of like the Scream movies, which it is sort of. But listen to some of this cast. First of all, Amit Zappa. A plus. Yeah. Eva Mendez's first movie. A plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Alexis Arquette. So Ooh. that's how much that's how much we are writing R. this R. sort of yeah R.I.P. Alexis. Mm. So and this is Alexis when she was uh, a, a man, a man <laughs> alive and and, and and a man and and presenting as a man. So um, 
<laughs> we also have... We're not even done. We're not even done, guys. Judge Reinhold? No. Please, Judge Reinhold. No. I wish. I wish. Uh, David Carradine. Oh. David Carradine is in two scenes in this movie. And Fred Williamson is the sheriff. Oh, wow. wow. Not done. Kane Hodder. What? what? Also in House 2. Yeah. He plays the guy in the monkey suit and mm-hmm. he's the uh, stunt coordinator. He's the stunt coordinator in Children of the Corn 5 and plays the bartender. Amazing. Wow. So it is, uh, <laughs> let me just say this. So far in my watching of the Children of the Corn sequels, there is not a single sequel that is worth anything. And this one <laughs> is, it follows that to a T. It is not good. Scenes you love, scenes you hate. Uh, scene I love. In the very beginning, a guy is leaving uh, Amit Zappa. Mm. is leaving blown up adult sex dolls around Woo! on different signs to direct his friends to where they're going. Another scene I loved, when, this is going to be a spoiler, but when uh, Carradine gets killed, mm. his, his his head splits in half. Now, for some reason, he is the leader of the Children of the Corn, which makes no sense because he's an adult. He's the man of the corn. Doesn't matter. He's still somehow their leader. His head splits open and it kills Fred Williams, blows Fred Williamson like a hole through his head. Wow. That's how he dies. <laughs> Which is insane. Wow. Titty count? Zero. Fuck. No titty count. Ah. No titty count. Titty count of a total zero. Ah. Um, Alexis Arquette uh, gets killed because he hides underneath a car, and two people try to kill him. One with like a blade, or no, sorry, a, a, a drill, a drill mm. where they try their drill, they drill into his leg. But another guy's also trying to get him with like a lighter. Mm. So sorry, get- that only works in house two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to get him with a lighter and guess what he managed to get a hold of it and then he blows up the car so surprise surprise time out because that could have happened to, to begin with but you just said that the children of the corn essential whatever is just a flame it's just an essentially a he burning stalks the flame rose basically is a flame yeah. that infects so they're going to try to kill a flame with a flame he infects a kid and one of the girls in the group her brother is still with the group but he tries to escape and they it doesn't go so great but he has a kid he has already impregnated this girl so hmm. his sister who's the leader of this group ends up taking the kid but the last shot is those same flames in the baby's eyes nice which i'm sure Flame baby is completely ignored by children of the Flame corn broiled baby i will say this movie was not good it did not it made, what it made You're, you just sold two. it as if it was the it makes house two look abs- it makes house two look like house three <laughs> <laughs> it makes house two look like how house three sounds <laughs> so that's my research corner that's it oh, wow i, I right. saw it shown on the corner that five amazing so yeah, that's... i did that last night while you were asleep huh. yeah. amazing incredible huh. never been safer that's what you do when i'm asleep <laughs> <laughs> i did literally at some point wonder how long i've been watching this movie and i was a bit tired at that point but it's only 80 minutes hmm. and 80 it felt, of the longest minutes of it your felt life like a solid two hours house two is only uh, 88 i think breezes by it's breezes only 88 by. yeah wow it took you three watchings to finish the three entire watchings thing. yeah i in fact stated that i would watch it on my own terms because i was so angry about having to watch it yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and when I turned it on, she was like, okay, let's get this over with, and then promptly fell asleep again. I did not promptly fall asleep. I fell asleep around... I remember we went to the Incas world, and I was like, ugh, this. Apocalypse I'll close my eyes for a <laughs> exactly. minute. And what I perceived as a minute went by, and possibly more than that. But, but here's the thing. Hmm. I will admit, I am woman enough to admit that <laughs> I'm a little bit convinced on it now. Hmm? I didn't understand the family aspect. I slept through portions of why the skull was important. Got it. I could be swayed. I might wow. be able to watch it again this at was... some point, but I, 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 I'll, I'll be honest. I might be swayed on this because now I understand it. I had a big beef with the best friend, but I feel like now I get it a little bit more. It's kind of a thing, right? It's like a, it's a device mm-hmm. of the time to cool. have the goofy friend. And I will also admit things I loved, things I hated, things I loved. I did love the puppetry. Okay, that yeah. puppy puppet, the catter puppy, is, the catter puppy. catter puppy is terrific. Yeah. There's a hilarious bit where Caterpuppy, you think that, you know, what's his name, Craig? Charlie. Charlie. He's getting his, he's being attacked and being eaten alive, but it's Caterpuppy just nibbling on him. He's not eating him alive. He's just being Caterpuppy. This is a very special episode. Yeah. Because we've managed to bring they managed Erica to, sway me. to kind of think it does not often a little happen. bit differently yeah. about this movie. Yeah. Erica Favorite is a scenes. stubborn girl. Favorite scenes. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Mark, uh, I so uh, there's so many. There, <laughs> honestly, I love Stop. this movie. I love this movie. I'm sorry. I know your people might watch it. Will they watch it off of this? I don't know. If they do watch it, it's not the best movie ever. If, it just works for me. I don't know what it is. Like, if you haven't seen this, turn off the podcast right now. That's <laughs> we're almost done. And start watching it. <laughs> it's a good time to turn back. off because we're almost we're wrapping it up. So good time to turn it off. If you haven't seen it, just finish the podcast. Give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a little thumbs up. Five-star review. Give it a love. Uh, I will jump in if you're not prepared. One scene that I did absolutely love, in addition to the reveal of the business card of What's-His-Butt from Cheers. John Ratzenberger. Yep. Yep. I also loved when they were in the dinosaur world... They get the skull and they, in celebration lift the skull to the air and it's immediately snatched by another dinosaur. <laughs> See? I did That's love a that. Great You're bit. starting to come around. <laughs> I did love that. Yeah. You're really starting because to Because they around. celebrated like we have the skull and then another dinosaur is like caca pterodactyl or something snatches it. It does, again. you're right. Mark? When they go into the uh dinosaur world and they jump into the room and just start shooting randomly into the jungle at nothing. Right. But it is in <laughs> right. motion. Yes. Like, they're like... With the Uzi. <laughs> With the Uzi. They're shooting nothing. They're shooting zero. But they committed to that joke. And yeah. it's a long shooting scene at nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that shooting scene, by the way, they shot all that. They just brought doors into Griffith Park. That's They shot that, all that stuff right there in location. From in the, the dome, again. Yeah. From wow. the dome. Yeah. My favorite scene is when they are fighting the Apocalypto Incas, and they leave Bill, John Ratzenberger, there to sword fight and fight their way, and he's like, don't worry, I'll come back. You guys take off. And they go through. They're like, oh no, we've left Bill. We've got to get out of here. Well, let's get out of here. And they come back out, and he's already there again. He's, he's and he says something to the, to the effect of... He was like, oh, oh there you guys are. You. I've been waiting for you. I'm starting to get worried. 
the fact I just think that's the best comedic bit in the whole movie. It makes me laugh still. I just think it's a great bit. Yeah. Well, he's an adventurer. He just and already made it. That makes me sad. I'll add this now, having not even seen House three and four. It's sad to me that he's not in three and four. Just as a quick side blip as that exact character, I feel like that's a real miss on their part. And when RC allows us to remake these movies, we're peppering him in any age. We started together a house divided, but we are ending on a consensus. We love House 2. This ah. was great. All of us love this movie. Well. Every single one of us has the similar growing and intense love for this movie. I know what we're going to do after this. Watch House 2. Probably. Oh, and then go right into House 3. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do it. All let's right, do it. Let's do it. Let's go do we're it right now. We're shaking hands on it right now. Ready? Handshakes are silent. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and then check us out on Instagram at New World Podcast and uh, tell us uh, what is going on with Lance Hendrickson's hair. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next time. <laughs>